$100 MBA show. Learning to grow your business is like showering. You got to do it daily for it to be effective. So tune in every single day to our 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And in today's lesson, you will learn how to plan for future challenges. It's always great to be optimistic, to look at the future as a bright future, that things are going to be great. But the reality is, is that life is about overcoming challenges. You will have difficulties in your business in the future. So it's best to prepare for it. How do you make sure that when you have a rainy day in your business, you have an umbrella? By preparing now, it can really save you a lot of time, money, and even your whole business. I'm going to show you how to do it in today's lesson. So let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by HostGator. When it comes to your business website, you don't want to mess around. You want to go to the experts. And that's why we recommend HostGator. With their 24-7 support via phone, chat, or email, whatever you need with your website, your website hosting, domain services, design services, marketing services, they got your back. And best of all, they're giving 30% off to every listener to The $100 MBA Show. Just go to HostGator.com slash MBA30. Again, that's HostGator.com slash MBA30. When we look at our life or even our business and look at the past, we'll notice that we had some great days. We had some highs, but we also had some lows. We had some days that were really challenging. We had some obstacles we had to overcome. We had some issues that were not that great. It wasn't all roses. I can surely testify to that in my own experience. So why as human beings, why as business owners, do we always think the future is going to be different? Now, I'm not trying to be a pessimist here. I'm an optimistic person, but I also like to plan for the just in case. You know, history teaches me my own history in life that challenges happen and there's a great likelihood they're going to happen again in the future. So with that in mind, how do you prepare for them? How do you make sure that when challenges arise, You conquer them as quickly and as calmly as possible. And these challenges can be in different forms. They could be financial challenges. They could be a competitor coming up and challenging your business. It could be an employee abusing your company and you needing to fire them. It could be a business partner wanting to part ways. It could be you have too much business. You have so many customers you can't handle it and you need to grow quickly. So I'm going to address the major challenges you may face in a business in three particular categories financial challenges, growth challenges, and what I call team challenges. I'll define each one real quick before I take a deep dive in each one. So financial challenges are pretty self-explanatory, challenges with money in your business. Growth challenges are challenges you're having with the growth of your business, either a lack of growth or the need to grow as quickly as possible to fulfill the demand that you have for your products and services. It can go either way. It could also mean too much growth. Maybe you hired too many people and therefore your expenses are a little bit too high. And the third challenge, what I call team challenges, deal with challenges you have within your company, internally, whether it's with a business partner, with an employee, with a contracted person. And this doesn't only mean embezzlement. It could be your rock star employee, the somebody that you really love and and rely on in your business decides to move on. What do you do? How do you prepare for that before it happens? Let's get into it. Let me start with the easiest one, but the most stressful. I say easiest because it's the easiest one to solve, but it's the most stressful because financial stress can cause people to have a heart attack. Seriously, I'm being literal here. 
One of the biggest problems people have in life is financial problems, let alone their business. Most arguments people have with their employees, with their business partners, with their partners in life is finances. That's why it's important. It's imperative for you to prepare for a financial struggle in your business. You can call it a rainy day fund, and it doesn't have to be a huge thing. So at the end of every month, you are going to take a look at your actual revenue after expenses. So you've made sales, you have expenses in your business that you have to pay off. Now you have your revenue, the difference of the two. What do you do with that revenue? We talked about this in a previous episode where we encourage you to reinvest in the business, to reinvest into better employees, all that stuff. But what I want to encourage you to do is take 5 to 10% of that revenue and put it aside. You know, 5% is not a lot. Say, for example, your revenue is $10,000. That's $500 from that $10,000. Not too much. Put it aside. 10% is on the high side, depending on how much revenue you're making. If you're making a lot of revenue and you have a surplus, a huge surplus, then you can go higher, closer to the 10%. But I say 5% is a comfortable number most people feel okay with. Put it aside in a rainy day fund. You could put it in your business's savings account and you just have it sit there. And then you can reevaluate your rainy day fund every six months. Now, the point of this fund is to have some extra capital just in case things change financially. Your supplier's costs might go up and therefore your prices for your expenses will go up. You might think it's business as usual, but when it comes to the end of the month and you take a look at your revenue, you'll say, wow, why is my revenue not as good as last month? You take a look at your expenses and realize, wow, my expenses just grew and you can't reinvest as much as you'd like into the business. Therefore, the growth of your business starts to slow down. This is where your rainy day fund kind of kicks in. And without it, your growth will be affected. So that's my advice. Put some money aside just in case you have some sort of financial struggle in your business in the future. And this is a discipline. A lot of us, when we do well in our business and money's coming in, we feel great. We start treating ourselves, which is great, it's fine, but we forget to plan for the future because it's not always great. What you want to do in your business is to have a baseline. You don't want to dip too low. So you'll have some great days, but you'll have a baseline where you'll never go under. And that rainy day fund will help you maintain that baseline. All right, let's move on to the second challenge that you need to prepare for. And that's growth challenges. If you feel like your business is stagnating, this is where your rainy day fund can really help you as well, where you need to start marketing more. You may want to put in some money for some Facebook ads to help ignite your marketing efforts to grow your business and revenue. Now, let's say, for example, you have the opposite problem where you have lots of business, lots of customers, but now you got to start hiring people to handle all the business you're getting. This is why it's always great when you interview for positions to have what we call a metal system. This is something that I just call the metal system. No one calls it in the industry, but it's kind of like the metal system in the Olympics, like gold, silver, and bronze. So when we hire somebody for a position, we don't forget about the other candidates. We have a first runner-up and a second runner-up, or a silver and bronze medal. And we keep in touch with these people. We let them know when we tell them that they didn't get the job, that, hey, we really like the way they perform on the interview. We think their skills are great. They weren't the best candidate, But we're always hiring and we're always looking for new people. So we'd like to stay in touch because if a new position comes up, we'd like you to apply again. And this is like a sincere thing because a lot of times you'll have a choice of two, three, four great candidates for a position and you just go with the person you think is the best one. 
but the other candidates are just as good. So keep that in mind. Keep in touch with them. Even when you're not hiring, send them an email, maybe once every month or so, and say, hey, I just want to check up on you, say how you're doing. A position hasn't opened up yet, but once it does, I would love for you to apply again. Thanks again for your interest at working in our company. So when you do need to grow quickly, you have some people on tap. You have some people that you can contact immediately and say, hey, we have a position open. Would you like to apply for it? And you can contact you know, your second place, your third place people. And you may have more than just one position open at a time. So keep that in mind. Also, have an incentive program for your current employees to find you great employees. We do this here at the $100 MBA and Webinar Ninja. If a current employee of ours refers a great person to work for us, they apply, they get hired, and they pass their first three-month probation, the current employee who gave us that person, who referred that person, gets a bonus. Now, what this does is it gets people thinking, the people that are already working for you, that, hey, as soon as the position's open, I'm already ready for somebody. I have somebody in mind who would be great for that position. And they'll tell them, hey, you better apply for this position and do well and do awesome at your job because I would love to get the bonus. So you're getting people to work for you to get you great candidates and have them ready for you right when it's time to hire. Now, what if you have too many employees where you grew too quick and now you have too many people on staff? Do you fire them? Do you lay them off? What do you do? Well, your first option is to see if there's something they can work on that's different. If they're in a position or an apartment that has too many people in that department, see if you can restructure or redesign their role. And the best role you can try to get them into is something that will help you get more sales, whether that's marketing or sales or content, writing blog posts, things like that. Something that's going to generate or help you get more sales and therefore more revenue and therefore justify the staff that you have. Guys, I have one more challenge I want you to prepare for that's challenges with your team, team challenges whether that's with employees or your business partners. We'll jump into that right after I give love to today's sponsor, HostGator. When it comes to your business, time is money. You can't be spending months on end building your website. You gotta get up and running. You gotta start selling your products and services. This is why we love HostGator, because you can install WordPress with one click. In fact, I recently mentioned that I created a whole website in a few hours for our customer service department at Webinar Ninja with HostGator's help. I installed WordPress, I installed the theme, I changed the content, and I was up and running in no time. If you want an all-in-one website solution, you gotta go with HostGator. And best of all, they're giving every listener of the $100 MBA show 30% off. Just go to HostGator.com slash MBA30. Again, that's HostGator.com slash MBA30. How do you prepare for team challenges, challenges with your employees or even your business partner? And the answer is procedure. Having a procedure when you have a challenge so you can refer to is really helpful. Let me give you an example. I'll show you what I mean. Say, for example, you have a dispute with your business partner. You're in the middle of working on something and you guys just don't agree on something. Establishing a procedure for that situation, a rule, so to speak, before it actually happens, help. So you can stop and say, hey, we have a procedure for this. Listen, our procedure is that Twice a week, we meet at this time to discuss any disagreements and we hash it out then. So you could stop things at its tracks and say, hey, this is wasting time. We're arguing about something. I got things to do. You got things to do. Let's save it for the meeting. And what this does is that it allows you to have a, a lot of time. In that time, it's a time for you guys to, to express how you feel about that situation and get to a resolution. It also allows time to pass 
because often that meeting time is not going to be for a few hours or a few days. It allows you to cool down and think with a cool mind. Same thing with your employees. If they have an issue, they should have a procedure they follow. And you let them know when they hire, when you train them. Listen, you have an issue with your job or you're having some problems. Your first step is to talk to your land manager, not the CEO of the company. It's the person that manages you. See if you can sort it out then. If not, you can bring it up in our weekly meeting. Or you can email me personally. At that point, CCing your line manager and we'll sort it out. People need to feel like there's a way to solve their problems, that they're supported and that they're helpless. What if an employee is just simply not doing their job? They're taking advantage or worse, embezzling. Again, procedure. When they're hired, let them know what is the procedure if such and such happens. Planning for the unexpected can help you have a procedure and it'd be very clinical. This is not personal. You're being let go. You're being fired because our policy, our procedure is that when this happens, this happens. And they know beforehand and it makes the whole thing a whole lot easier for you and them. Now, it takes time to build these procedures and to document them. We like to use Google Docs to document all our procedures, all our rules, all our policies. And we refer new employees to those docs. But over time, you will build these procedures as things arise. So next time, you're super prepared. But some of these procedures you can come up with because you just know these are common issues that people have in business. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it beneficial. And remember, guys, preparing for challenges is a smart thing to do as an entrepreneur. Yes, be optimistic. Yes, feel like the future is going to be bright. But know that if there are challenges along the way, and it's likely you'll have a few challenges, that you're prepared. You know how to handle them. Wow, what a stress relief that could be. Thanks again, guys, for listening to The $100 MBA Show. just want to thank you guys because we're now averaging over 40,000 downloads an episode, which is awesome. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. We also want to thank you for all the amazing reviews you leave on iTunes. If you haven't left us a review yet, we would love for you to leave us a review. It takes two minutes to do so. Here's an awesome review from Brandon. He says, Game Changer. I've just started listening and it's been an absolute game changer for me. Quick, to the point, and powerful. Thanks a lot, Brandon, for that awesome, awesome review. All right, guys, that's it for me today. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. Challenges are tough. They're not fun, but they're essential. They help us grow. They help us become better entrepreneurs and better businesses. Every successful entrepreneur, every successful business has gone through their share of challenges and will continue to do so. But we just don't hear about them. We only hear about the successes, the headlines. So if you're having challenges right now, know that you're on the path. That is the road of success. Find comfort in that and know that with the right plan and the right preparation, you'll conquer those challenges and move on to successes in the near future. All right, guys, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.